Welcome to our Wednesday live event from the Encouragers on the Clubhouse app. We call this Wednesday event Innovation in Audio. There is really no other place on earth where you can meet our guests together and hear their story. If you make your living from the business of audio or you love innovation, this was created for you. We are recording this event for inclusion in the Encouragers Innovation and Audio Podcast. A big thank you goes to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and JustJoeProductions.com for creating audio footprint and distributing our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and a wide variety of other platforms. Our purpose is to encourage everyone who actually earns money in the business of audio and those who appreciate innovation. So. Please share our Clubhouse event because that's where you can come and meet our guests live. And this is also where our podcast comes from, so you can listen later on demand. My name is Lloyd Ford. I am a strategic branding consultant with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. Our clients talk about the difference our music lab and our morning show fame development coaching make for them directly in terms of ratings and revenue. We do everything from the best music safe lists in the business to voice tracking and voice trackers, promotion and sales ideas that also turn into pure revenue for your team. If you know someone who has ratings and revenue challenges or somebody who just needs a tune-up, introduce us. We'd be glad to help. As you can guess, Innovation and Audio, our Wednesday event, this event, broadens our approach to audio itself and really focuses in on innovation. If you are in radio in any form or podcasting or anything that utilizes audio, this event has been created just for you. Innovation and Audio was designed by Skip Dillard. With this event, we usually have one person who is deeply rooted in the radio industry and someone who is an expert in innovation who may or may not have a direct connection to the radio industry or even audio itself. We are bringing in outside perspective because we're most interested in true innovation beyond the usual suspects. That means finding others who truly have experience creating environments of change, focus on the future, and have experience directly handling innovation, sometimes outside of audio itself. Tonight's guests include Phil Garini, CEO of Jonas Group Entertainment, and of course, Scott Fisher with Scott Fisher Productions. Before we get started with tonight's guest, let me give you a glimpse of what's coming up next week on Innovation and Audio. Steve Caldwell will be with us, PhD, professional coach, consultant, author, speaker, and uh, I'm going to add this, disruptor. And he's going to explain disruption to us and true innovation. Also, Jeremy Katz, a partner with Above Below Marketing and the editorial director of Ogilvy. We've already got guests for this event, actually, on Clubhouse, scheduled from now through September the 1st. You can see the whole list by going to RainmakerPathway.com and checking it out in our free blog section of the website. That website, RainmakerPathway.com, is also where you'll find Encouraging Sales Success, our series on helping encourage salespeople. And of course, the more than live and local guest series for program directors, ops managers, market managers, promotions directors, and talent. We are here to encourage you 
And there are a lot of free access to ideas and helpful hacks to bring you more success in your career. These free resources are available to anyone in the business of audio. We don't lock away anything on our website because we believe in the theory of abundance, which means we know that if you really need help or a different perspective on the challenges you face, you will reach out for our authentic services to help move your business forward. We want you to see the things that we actually are working on, the things that we think and what we do to help local clients every day. That's how we get new clients and serve you. A quick note before we get started with our guest, during this live event and during the interviews you're about to hear, you may think of a question to ask one or more of our guests. We want to encourage your questions. Here's the actual process and all we're asking of you. Please hit the button below on your phone or device that raises your hand on Clubhouse. You'll note that it has a little hand down there. It's pretty self-explanatory. We will bring you up onto the stage, but we will also ask that you mute your mic right away when you're brought up on the stage. That's important because of the sound integrity on Clubhouse. If you don't mute your mic, we'll have to send you back down onto the audience to try again. We will address you directly during the questions and answers when you have a question, so please don't worry about that. Uh, that will take place after our guest interviews. Usually, this is where we have our first guest. Our first guest is usually from the innovation industry, but for some reason, he is running a little behind. So I'm going to say hi to Skip, and uh, Skip, you have a guest for us too, don't you? Absolutely. And, you know, glad to be back here on another Wednesday, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Lloyd and I uh, interview very uh, special guest. And, and tonight, uh, no less in the audio revolution we're going through right now. Um, more voices are out there uh, than ever podcasting, uh, online uh, streaming uh, stations. In fact, I believe uh, Odyssey uh, just launched uh, a numerous uh, number, a uh, large number of digital uh, online streaming stations uh, just this week. So um, voices and imaging are becoming uh, more and, and, and more plentiful, but yet the ones that really cut through, it's, it's not always that simple. Um, so I'm proud and, and really happy tonight to welcome uh, the good friend uh, Scott Fisher of Scott Fisher Productions. He has his own uh, imaging company. He has uh, TV and radio stations across the nation. And, and Scott, welcome tonight. It's so good to have you. And, and tell us a little bit about yourself, um, how you got into your business, maybe where you started. Love to, love to get your story there. Thank you, uh, Skip, and, and thanks, Lloyd, too, for holding my hand and getting me through the, the clubhouse uh, technical challenges. It was <laughs> usually uh, I'm, I'm good with uh, new technology, but a little uh, frightened about the clubhouse app for some reason. But here we are today, and, and thanks so much out of all the voiceover people you could have chosen. You chose me for some reason, but um, thanks so much. Um, uh, I've been doing this pretty much all my life. Uh, my dad was in radio. My grandfather was in radio. And so I grew up in a radio station. And, and that's, a, that's a good thing because I have very few skill sets. So what else am I going to do? I'm going to be in the radio business. And uh, fortunate enough, I've, I've been you know playing radio and voiceover guys since I've been you know nine or 10 years old. And I've got the tapes to prove it. Um, so that's that's kind of how I got into the business and um, I've been so fortunate to uh, be around some really amazing 
uh, people uh, and influential people uh, in the business. And Lloyd, you're very familiar with this guy, Mr. Rusty Walker, may rest in peace. Very familiar. Uh, a big part of my career. And uh, he really got me started, uh, which I'm so thankful for. And then um, move on to Alan Sledge, Alan First, uh, Jan Jeffries, and uh, I see him in the in the audience tonight, Mr. Mike McVeigh, and, um, you know, just so thankful and, and honored uh, to have worked with these people. And, um, uh, you know, they, they've uh, entrusted me to help carry the station brand to their listeners. And that's, uh, that's a cool thing. And you know, full circle, uh, now I'm able to work with my dad in uh, running a group of radio stations in northern Arizona and small market, um, having lots of fun with that so Man, i feel like i'm a pretty lucky dude <laughs> you definitely are in fact it's funny in case you don't know you have your dream job scott i mean as a program director i wish i had a you know a dollar for every talent salesperson marketing director that you know asked me hey how do i get into voiceovers i think i've got a great voice um what do you think about breaking in for for someone who maybe let's say you see talent in the mic well what's the what's the starting point here Mm, that's a tough one. Um, and I think, Lloyd, you mentioned it earlier, uh, that there's more and more voices in the industry right now. And it's tough to break in. Um, I think if if you have any relationships with anyone inside the business or uh, you can try and, and start those relationships and cultivate them over time, reaching out to the PD at your favorite radio station and just saying hi and uh, getting to know someone in a business, um, learning from them, and hopefully giving uh, yourself the opportunity to show what you got. Because uh, I think so many people are trying to start off and, and you know, just explode uh, into the business. And that is extremely difficult to do. So getting to know someone, getting the opportunity, and uh, really starting there. Uh, and trying, um, you know, to grow it organically. But it's tough these days. There's more people trying to do it than ever before. Yeah, no, I'm sure they are. I mean, I've heard you here in New York uh, on the country station in 94.7, and you do a lot of television stations. In your opinion, once you're in the door, um, kind of what makes a person a go-to? You know, because there are only a, a few voices that do the big L.A.s, New York's. What what really once you're going what what is it that where does that magic come from what is it um i think for me personally it's just um the love for the industry uh growing up in the hallways of a radio station i fell in love with it there and you know it's the showbiz uh of the business that i still get a kick out of um, when i was a kid um, my parents used to take us to disneyland all the time and my brother enjoyed seeing Mickey and Minnie, but I preferred sitting in the hotel room listening to the radio. So I was that weird kid with the headphones on and um, not at Disneyland, back in the hotel room listening to Kiss FM in L.A. or that kind of stuff. So uh, I fell in love with the business. And um, from that, you know, it's it's easy. It's easy to treat every station like it's your only client. Um, fall in love with each station and get to know the market you're in. Um, be a student of the industry and uh, try and listen to what other talented voiceover people are doing. I think that's important. 
Um, and also, uh, being quick, fast turnaround, but not too fast and, uh, make those people like the, uh, very important people who helped grow my career, uh, feel like uh, they're the most important people on, on my client list. And if you love a business like I do, that's a pretty easy. Sure. And, and, you know, Scott wanted to talk, uh, you know, some of the tools of the trade, what technologies have most impacted you, uh, throughout your uh, voiceover career and, also, what makes a good entry level setup for someone who's who's up and getting going today? Sure, I um, over the years I've chased that perfect mic chain, and I'm still searching. Um, that's fun, but that's expensive too. Um, I think for entry level people, uh, don't just get a mic because someone else is using it or says to go get it. I know on a lot of uh, auditions you'll see. You know, I need a Sennheiser 416 or I need a, a Neumann a T1103 uh, to do this audition. That's kind of weird um, because everybody's voice is different and not every microphone works for every voice. I know in a radio station, you either got your RA20s or your SM7s and, you know, those work great for broadcast and, and do a good job at handling everybody's uh, different uh, sound. But for you and your business, uh, do yourself a favor and try and find a spot where you can go in and uh, try out a bunch of different microphones and uh, get a feel of of uh, what sounds best with your voice. But I think uh, before that, the most important thing for entry level people is to have a good sounding room. Um, it doesn't need to be soundproof. I think people get uh, distracted by soundproof. It needs to have little reflection. Um, when you're speaking in it, because if you're trying to make a living uh, in this business, um, the the radio pros that you're going to be sending audio to can hear right through that stuff. And they know instantly that you're not ready for prime time if they can hear your room when you're talking. And I've done a bunch of sessions in walk-in closets uh, with clothes in there. That's a great dead sounding room. I've done a bunch of sessions in the car. That's a good one, too, as long as it's not a busy street you're sitting on. Um, the other thing to make sure you're doing is send your audio at the highest bit rate that you can. Um, it doesn't need to be WAV files, but MP3s in at least 192, um, just so you don't hear the, the wishing sound. Uh, that's another dead giveaway that you don't know what you're doing. and got to be professional with your audio. Absolutely. So, you know, I wanted to spend a couple minutes talking about the creative process. There's a, a sameness that um, you know, many pros fear uh, in the radio industry today. I mean, I remember taking creative writing in junior high school, but I don't hear much about those courses being taught today. What are your thoughts on the uh, writing uh, uh, process as well? I mean, how do we awaken that creative process again? Because I know that oftentimes is just as much as important as the voice on the microphone. Sure. That's a great question. Um, I've never been great at creative writing so that's probably why i'm on the other end and i'm voicing copy instead but um i think the the things that when i see copy come in every day and all day long the things that kind of catch my attention is when uh copywriters are just aware of what's going on around them every single day uh you can be creative with things that your listeners are, are living and can relate to because if if they don't have that connection, they won't get the creativity. Um, you know, you'll, you'll get 
some copy where it's like, I have no idea what I'm reading right here. It sounds fun. It sounds creative. And you could totally miss the mark, um, you know, with your listeners. But it's just opening your eyes and your ears to just stuff that's happening around you all day long. Um, there's a comedian that I absolutely love. His name is Brian Regan. And he jokes about stuff that happens to you and everyday people every single day. And I think that's a, that's a talent right there, just to be aware of what's going on and talking about it. And, you know, I, I think that's, that's pretty creative. Cool. What about a memorable campaigns you've been involved in, whether it's a station launch, a product or issue oriented, anything that you, you finished and said, wow, this, this, it really left you inspired. <laughs> you mentioned it before, uh, launching Nash FM in New York City, bringing country back to the city was um, a really cool thing to do uh, with Cumulus. And um, Jan Jeffries and I, we worked on that launch package. I think it was uh, the, the first thing that played on the radio station was about a seven or eight minute piece of audio. Um, and Jan, uh, he's very particular on on what he wants and uh it was fantastic it was audio about what the city is what it was and its connection to country music and what country is and what country was and and what we want it to be in new york city and um it was just so cool uh i wish i could have been in the city to, to hear it launch but on the stream i just got goosebumps and i was so honored and uh, thankful to be in involved in that launch. So, uh, that was one of the highlights of my career, for sure. That's great. Tell me a little bit about, a bit about the services you offer your clients and, and you know, feel free to, you know, let them know how they can reach you or maybe, uh, you know, someone in the room wants to check out, you know, some of your demos. Sure, absolutely. Uh, voice, uh, radio and, and TV stations around the world. Um, and it's uh, what I love to do. I'm, I'm starting to get into more national uh, commercial campaigns. In fact, I just booked um, a Cheez-Its commercial. Uh, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> and that's good because I love Cheez-Its. So maybe that's why I got it because uh, it was it was real. That's one of my favorite things. Uh, trying to break into promos and, and trailers as well. But uh, radio is really um, my passion. It's, it's what I've been doing the longest and I feel most comfortable uh, there and, you know, for good reason if I've been doing it since I'm nine or 10 years old, but um, I work with Atlas Talent. I just joined them almost a year ago. Fantastic people. Uh, agents there are amazing, Lisa and Ricky. Um, you can get me for cash. I can do barter deals and um, uh, it feels weird uh, pitching myself right now, but scottfisher.com, that's my website. Com. All right. <laughs> One quick last question, then we'll go back to Lloyd for our next guest and ask you to stick around for questions after we finish, uh, you know, with, with our, our next gentleman coming up. Um, what's the main difference when you're doing voice work for TV or radio? Is there is there a major, I know, you know, every piece of copy is different, what's needed is different, but any major takeaways from TV versus radio or vice versa? Sure. I think the reads are extremely different. Um, you know, radio is, hopefully it's still got the showbiz uh, involvement in it. That's the part that I really enjoy. You know, the big 
radio voice popping out of the speakers and and that's moved a little bit to more of a natural sounding uh, voice which is great too if you're talking to your listeners uh your listener sitting in his car doesn't talk like the big radio voice imaging guy does so i understand that to relate to them you have to sound a little bit more natural but the radio read versus the tv read it's it's quite different um you know tv is is not as much hype um and it can be more you know the humanity stuff and then even to commercials it's totally different and promos and trailers it's just uh Great experience, something different every single day when I walk in the studio. Well, sounds good. Well, listen, Scott, we ask that you stick around a few minutes in case we have questions afterwards, and we'll turn it back over to Lloyd and our next guest. Boy, I'll tell you what, he certainly wasn't expecting that he would get an opportunity to pitch, or he he kind of was like, man, I don't usually do this. <laughs> so, so you know, <laughs> yep. we love throwing that left curve for him there. I think that was pretty fun. Yeah, thanks, Lloyd. Yeah, appreciate that. No, no worries. Anytime you need that, you know, just look us up. We'll be good for that. By the way, you probably can tell that we do believe in mentors on the encouragers. Don't forget to connect with the people on this stage and in this room tonight. I am a strong believer that we are stronger together and that you are better with a mentor. If you've not joined the encouragers yet, please do so tonight. You can share our group our Wednesday night live event, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, called Innovation and Audio, specifically with your friends in the business of audio. By the way, did you know there's also a way to nominate others to in, to join the encouragers right on your screen? Please, please do this tonight. Uh, your friends will have the opportunity to discover encouragement from those who love and participate in audio or innovation or both. Also, don't forget about our Monday live events, the Radio Rally. This coming Monday, we're doing what we're calling the Western Sky event. It's going to be Steve Hunter, who's Director of Broadcast Operations and Programming Griffith Communications in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Buzz Jackson, Program Director of KIIM 99.5 in Tucson, along with uh, the Vibe, classic hip-hop. So it'll be interesting to hear about him going back and forth between those two radio stations. Make plans to join us now, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, for some great insight from both of these radio pros. Now, of course, I am pretty excited to uh, have our next guest with us. Uh, his name is Phil Guarini. He is, now listen to this, he's the CEO of the Jonas Group Entertainment. His history is very compelling when it comes to working with change, fame development in particular, and opportunities to innovate. Phil began his career as a staff writer for the Miami Herald, something I did not know uh, previous to this. He worked on air and promotions with multiple radio stations, also a background I was not as familiar with, and then promotions for a variety of labels. He literally worked his way up in the Walt Disney Company, not an easy feat for anyone. And of course, Phil was vice president of music strategy, Disney channels worldwide, general manager of Radio Disney Networks. Today, he finds himself as CEO of Jonas Group Entertainment, in the media release that introduced Phil as the new CEO of Jonas Group Entertainment, I just carved out just a very select few words that I thought were interesting that we can focus on as we introduce Phil to the Encouragers Innovation and Audio. They said, and I quote, he is a developer of talent and opportunities. It's those words and 
opportunities that means innovation in my life and yours. They don't always just happen in the entertainment business. Someone has to create innovations that develop the next new thing. Let's talk about the new CEO position. Jonas Group Entertainment is artist management, check. Marketing, check. And publishing, check. Nashville-based, a talent management company focused on helping to guide artists down a path that will lead to opportunity, fulfillment, and ultimately success. Welcome to the Encouragers Innovation and Audio. Phil, how are you? I'm great, Lloyd. Thanks so much for uh, for having me. Very, very good. We're excited to have you. You know, yeah. uh, I, I look at your background and your experience. You you almost don't know what to ask about first. <laughs> we do like to focus on innovation here. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting to look at entertainment overall and then look at just the sector of music alone and think about how much strategy, effort, teamwork, and get this financing is placed toward turning individual artists and acts into famous brands that everybody knows. It's not for the faint of heart, and it takes a lot of creativity and fortitude, sometimes amazing patience when the pressure is really on you to produce fame right now. I'm sure that some artists, managers, and other backers sometimes have an unrealistic view of what should be happening or how fast it should be happening. How do you balance patience with the knowledge of knowing every act doesn't pop on schedule? In other words, how do you handle the expectations versus the real world reality of producing fame? That's a great question. Uh, and, and it's something that's different at different stages of careers, of course. <clears throat> you know, the, the majority of my career has been spent in the youth um, artist development space, um, giving opportunities to individuals long before the broader industry has, has really embraced them. And that in and of itself breeds a good amount of lack of patience um, because they're young um, and those around them are often inexperienced and they think at 14, 16, 18, that, um, you know, the, the, the clock is ticking. And while, yes, it is, there's a reality check as well, that there is a window with which is, um, has the greatest potential of opportunity in the broader marketplace, um, you know, commercially. Um, and there are um, uh, infrequent exceptions to that, but more often than, than not, it, it, it is a reality. Um, and if you look at even older artists, um, they too believe that you know the, the, the clock is working against them. And in certain cases, it, it, it is. And it's just about managing those expectations about what is the reality of the potential for success in a certain window when you have to exhibit and, uh, um, and demonstrate patience um, and when you, you, you've got to, um, to be uh, even more focused than possibly at other times um, to ensure you're doing everything within that window to maximize the opportunity. You know, it's really interesting that you mentioned that. Uh, I always say to my friends, because, you know, my friends are not in the industry. They're like, man, you know, uh, what's the average overnight success? And I'm like, well, in Nashville, it's nine to 11 years. Yeah. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's about nine to 11 years if it happens real fast for them. Right. Of course, Absolutely. you know, most people are like, I don't, I don't even understand what you just said, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then 
you know, it's interesting that you talk about artists who who sometimes have incredible, incredible talent, especially if they're older and they do hear that clock and they know that they only have a certain amount of time. How do you deal with that? Uh, the best that you can, I suppose. Um, and and uh, for, for me, and, I, and I've managed to cross many of, of those careers, um, it's, it's about setting realistic expectations. And, and we also have to, we as an audience um, and an artist community, have to redefine what that success is and really understand what that means to an artist. Um, is success being Taylor Swift? Um, as, as an example. Well, yeah, for some, some it is, um, and some wouldn't wish that um, because it takes away. As much as there is fame, as much as there is any number of things, that's not really the, what, how they define success. They want to pay the bills. They want a long career. Um, they want opportunity, you know, whatever it is. And, and more often than not, we, we look at something um, and say success is validation. Success is getting the label deal. Success is uh, a, a number one song. Success is fill, fill in the blank. You really have to each individual, just as it is for each of us, success is different. Um, and it's really working towards that um, as, a, as a common objective and goal than, you know, this uh, grandiose uh, idea that success is, you know, being just the biggest artist on the planet. Well, and plus, some of these things are changing, like you have uh, artists on your roster mm -hmm. uh, at your company right now who mm -hmm. everybody, I, I bet you everybody here has seen this artist do Fleetwood Mac's dreams <laughs> all over their social media. Sure. It's like how you achieve fame might not look like yesterday. No, uh, not, not only how you achieve fame, but is, is it uh, a career that we're looking to develop or is it a moment? Um, and wow. the, the million dollar question at the moment is, I want to be viral. It's like, okay, yeah. tell me how you do that. Because um, if, 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 if anyone, if, if everyone knew how to go viral, everyone would be going viral. It's, it, it's not something. So light yourself on fire and see how long that lasts. It's, you um, know, it's very, it's very similar to those people on CNBC who come on and go, I, I knew that this crash was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, then where were you? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, so, All right. So, so listen, when you crunch the numbers, let's talk about reality for a minute. Yeah. When you crunch the numbers, a much larger percentage of people who want to become famous in the entertainment industry simply don't make it. Right. How do you as a CEO identify those that you feel, all right, look, I strongly feel that this individual or this band or whatever the entity is, has the best shot at becoming famous and now it could be their time or it's working them. And how much process is involved in creating the appearance of innovation, interesting, or real innovation that needs to take place for somebody to actually become famous? Well, that, that's a bunch of questions in one, but let me, let me try to dissect a, a little bit of that. Um, uh, how do we identify, how do we choose uh, who to get behind? Um, there, there are a few foundational elements that I and, and we are most often looking for, um, and that is um, not as obvious as, as, as many would think. And, and, I'll, and I'll start by saying, don't be fooled into thinking the most talented um, have the greatest success. 
because that's not the case. Um, we've all worked with, we all know people who are extremely talented, tremendously talented, whether it's vocally, musically, wh whatever it may be, um, and they just fail to have that success. And yet we know other individuals who don't nearly have as much uh, talent and they have much greater success. Why, why, why is that? Well, um, I mean, we, we all watch shows like America's Got Talent and uh, American Idol and The Voice, what have you, um, which crank uh, these shows out uh, season after season. And there's no doubt there's a tremendous amount of talent out there. Um, however, how, how do you translate that talent into something more uh, than just um, uh, you know, a, a TV show blip? Um, it takes a, a lot of things. Um, I look for um, something that's uh, uh, employing my and, and our expertise in the marketplace, looking for something not that's identical to what's in the marketplace, because that, that spot's already taken, um, and looking at something that I believe is potentially a void or we feel is a void in the marketplace, something that just strikes me as, as different. You, you mentioned, I don't know how many people on, on the line know that what you were referring to is Lainey Gardner. Lainey Gardner um, did a cover of Dreams on TikTok uh, last October. Um, in a very short order, she amassed over 60 million streams um, of that uh, song. She's a young lady from the hills, the, the mountains in North Carolina with a very distinctive voice. Um, and uh, it, it, it uh, created a bidding war. She ended up landing at, uh, at Republic Records. Uh, she's the first artist signed to Joe Jonas's uh, new label um, and management company there. Um, the following weeks brought about an outreach from Mick Fleetwood to do something with her. And just a couple of weeks ago, she played alongside of the Beach Boys. Um, talk, wow. about, talk about overnight success. Um, but the, the work has only just begun um, because uh, the only um, uh, awareness that people have of her is a cover. Is she an artist? Uh, does she have a career? Does she have a future? Does, uh, is, is there anything beyond the moment? Um, so we definitely are looking. I've always looked for things that, uh, um, you know, uh, not only um, sound, appear, whatever it may be, um, to have the potential. And then it really um, uh, becomes a matter of how much does the artist want it? Are they passionate? Are they focused? Do they have a vision? Um, are they committed? Um, because uh, uh, there's a lot of people who want a lot of things. Um, it's not just in, uh, in the music business. But do they have the stamina for? Do they have the commitments to all those things that even us as professionals know that we have to? to have ultimate success in whatever we choose to, uh, to, to pursue. And um, most of them don't. Most of them um, end up getting into it. They see, you know, the, the trappings of and, and, and the aspirations and desire for, but they don't have the endurance for it. Um, and they don't have uh, uh, really when, you know, um, some op other opportunities come about or whatever distractions are in, in, in life. Um, that's exactly what happens. They get distracted and they move in a different direction. Um, and many of those who do have tremendous success are counting um, on those other individuals having those uh, those distractions and not pursuing it. Because uh, if everyone did at the same rate, um, it'd be very crowded 
at, at, at the top. Um, no uh, the, 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 the challenge to today um, is uh, the, 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 the real, um, I guess, where, where the rubber hits the road. And that, that is, are, are we developing you know, one hit, one more one hit wonders? Are we developing, you know, uh, viral moments? Are we developing um, passing Call it what you will. Or are we are we hoping to develop careers that that have uh, meaningful contributions, and people can make livings at, um, and uh, uh, can can grow a, a genuine community with uh, with real engagement um, that can make uh, a, a, a life's work out of it. Well, and Phil, just coming from my background on radio, I can tell, mm-hmm. man, it's so easy to have something that's a moment and you can't further develop. And I love that you said just a minute ago that part of your job, this is exa- this is what I got out of that, and mm-hmm. you'll tell me if I'm right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Part of what you're doing in this innovation with creating fame is mm-hmm. helping the artist, like Lainey, find her voice. Absolutely. Because if, if she doesn't really have her voice, then, I mean, she might have great talent. I have a friend of mine who said about a certain artist is, well, so-and-so can't sing. And I, I was like, well, what? when has it been about that? <laughs> I, I mean, when has it been about that? Morning shows yeah. Yeah. tell us all the time in our coaching, they like, so-and-so across town, they're not as good as us. And I yep. always say, well, what if I told you it wasn't about that? <laughs> right. Would that change what we're doing here? You know, and oftentimes yeah. it does. So fame is difficult to produce. Here's what I want to know. Yeah. What attracted you to this space in the business where here you are in a leadership role in a risky world of trying to produce fame and figure out which artist has the what it takes to go for a long career, which everybody involved would love, of course. And mm-hmm. how do you manage that that path of fame for artists today in such a crazy world? Um, with, 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 without making that a goal or objective, um, to be quite honest, um, that that is the furthest thing from anything I or we look. Wait, wait. so that's not your goal? No. Wow. Can't, can't be. Can't be. Um, that that is an elusive, a lofty, and, and, and otherwise unachievable goal. Um, if, if I went into each uh, signing or each opportunity, um, uh, having such a crystal ball or the ability to in, to influence the crystal ball, we'd be in a very different different business. Um, my humble beginnings started as uh, as as a kid who grew up in a household filled with music, love of music. Um, expecting that I was going to be one of those rock stars, dreamt of being on that stage with my band and all that. That would not be my path um, at a very early stage in, in my career. However, um, I recognized a real, um, uh, I'm going to say, affinity for um, and an excitement out of the path of helping others um, achieve and pursue those which with which I knew there was no roadmap, there was no compass to, um, but that I knew um, the collaboration in, in the process could bring about and might result in greater accomplishments as the team. I got to tell um, you, you just let a hammer down in this room because, <laughs> I, I, look, I've been around, a, a, I don't know, five, six, seven CEOs of major yeah. record labels. Yeah. I have never heard anybody sharply define that, look, 
that can't be the goal this long-term big career that can't be the goal and i'm no. like wow that's no. like that's where the rubber meets the road right there is when you tell an artist that right yeah each you know each step in in the career each phase has to be growth and, and and i tell artists all the time you know as long as we're making steps forward try to try to limit the steps backwards but let's make steps forward whether that's you know growing the audience in a room whether that's growing an audience on social media whether that's growing your streams whatever it is let's try to grow and build upon that um we don't know we we, we have some aspirations for where we want it to go and I have been involved with so many careers that uh, have begun young, um, that have um, you know uh, taken that path, um, and and today represent some of the biggest artists in in the world, including Justin Bieber and Shawn Mendes and Ariana Grande. Um, I mean, within Disney and outside of uh, of Disney. Um, and uh, yes, while those individual artists might, might aspire to. Um, you know, tremendous success and fame and what, what have you. And uh, the number of people, when I ask the question uh, about, you know, what, what's, give, give me ideal. What, what's, uh, you know, what, what, do you, what do you hope this leads to? The number of people saying, you know, I want to play Madison Square Garden. I want to sell out stadiums. I want to do this. Um, I will tell you in the past um, three to five years, I'll say, um, the realities of, of, of that, the answer to that question have changed. I have people routinely come into my office and say, you know, I have a sick parent and I just like to make enough to offset some of their hospital bills. Um, I want to, I I don't, I want to come out from under my college bills. Um, I want, you know, it's changed. Um, And that's because it's a different generation. They see success, fame, and all those other things in very different ways. This is a generation who's growing up with with influencers and people that, you know, uh, are famous for things that we in past generations wouldn't necessarily consider talent. And I have people come to me. It's like, what, 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 you know, we we look at these influencers. they, They don't have any talent. And it's like, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. They might not have the talent in the way that you define talent, or some might define talent as a dancer, a singer, a, you know, a, a, an actor, a sports, whatever. That what their talent is is they're able to engage with people, connect with people. Ah. that's a talent. Yeah, not, not all of us can do that. Um, and when you can do it at a level that engages and influences people, you become an influencer. And brands and businesses and others want to work with you because you're able to move people. Wow. All right. Can you spend a few minutes telling us about your mentors that you've had in the entertainment business or just in life itself? Just a couple. Yeah. And maybe a moment or two that you've had that you're like, okay, that really helped me. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I, I, we don't have enough time um, to go through all the people, um, both big and small. <laughs> That's why I said just one or two. Yeah, no, and, 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 and I say that with all honesty because, you know, at different stages uh, of all of our lives, we have different mentors, whether we call them that or not, but people who influence our paths and lives. I have been at many junctions in my career where at every promotion – that I've had, um, uh, I I write a note to everyone I have contact information for um, to say thank you, because whether formal informal, 
they've influenced, good, bad, or otherwise, often, they've influenced. I have been tremendously blessed to have people at varying levels, above me, below me, beside me, that have supported, that have been there in one way or another, and I am grateful and appreciative of and forever in debt, not of one, not of two, 10, 50, literally thousands of people. Um, in my Nobody does career. anything alone, right? No, you, you, right. you don't, but, but we often, as we move on, we, we forget. Um, we forget that I, I was an assistant, I was a coordinator, I was an intern, I was a manager, I did all of those things. Um, and who am I to forget um, what was important to me there at that time, um, how I got to where I am today, and thank you for, for, the, for the setup. Um, I have worked my way up. I have worked my ass off um, that uh, with, which was instilled by my parents um, in, in, in slightly different way that you know um, you can do anything you put your mind and you put your efforts towards. And I, and I whether you um, uh, whether some agree or not, I was foolish enough to believe it and I, and I've done it. No, I think those are the ingredients. And by the way, on the encouragers, whether it's this event or our Monday night yeah. event, working your butt off comes yeah. often yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with successful people in our business. I want to touch on this just briefly. Yeah. So I'm going to ask for a brief answer here. And it's because I'm so selfish. I have several different questions I want to ask <laughs> and I'm running out of time. So no I'm just going to kind of double, double spin it here. Yeah. What is your favorite part of the process of changing the perception of a person into the perception of a famous brand in the mind of the public? What's your favorite part? There must be something that you go, hey, I like this best. Yeah, it, it, it is always the, the earliest stages in one's career, always the development because there's a freshness to it. There is a um, an unbridled enthusiasm and commitment and desire. Um, and uh, a, 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 a perception of, of, uh, of potential that oftentimes gets clouded um, as you, you know individuals overcome obstacles or they're confronted with with too many no's, wh whatever it may be. Um, uh, it's funny I should end up in and, and obviously you, you know the story about how I got here, but um, <clears throat> to work in a group where I have the dichotomy of, of working um, with very young, very developing, you know, um, artists, and at at its at its core, obviously, it gets its name from the the, the Jonas Brothers. I couldn't be any less, um, you know, uh, uh, interested or excited about um, where the Jonas Brothers. I'm thrilled for them. I was there long before they had any success, but. That stage of the career, when you've got layers of people and entourages and, you know, yes, men, all that kind of stuff, forget about it. Oh, yeah. It's a whole I, different ball. I, I would take the, 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 the kid fresh off uh, the schoolyard any day. All right. So I got two more questions for you, yeah. but these, these questions, you've already touched on them, which I thought was brilliant, but I really want to probe them. And so it's two questions. I'll ask them back to back and then I'll let you rest right before we ask people if they've got questions. Okay. Sure. So it looks like to me, okay, that one of the things that you look to do is make certain that artists have uh, a tribe building building mentality or that they have some proven ability to have a tribe yeah. uh, as they you kind of like they are thinking and they are threading because 
you know, mm -hmm. my wife is, you know, my wife and mm -hmm. she's been in situations where she's out on tour bus with artists and they don't have a vision for where they are. And it's a real struggle because they've gotten themselves in the spotlight. Sure. I, I see a, a lot of fan stoked tribes in your artist wake. Yep. And is that a part of the philosophy that you've had at Disney and now at Jonas Group Entertainment that just goes with you? Yeah, I, I mean, building what what we call communities is uh, is, is integral today. Um, it, it was in the past. It's even more so today. However, more important than just the tribe building, as, as, as you say, um, is to ensure that the tribe, no matter how large or small it is, is an engaged one. I would rather have, and I tell my my artists all the time, I'd rather have a thousand quality members of a community than 10,000, 100,000, a million that are window shoppers. Um, it, it makes all the difference in the world. All right. So this is, uh, this is really where, uh, you know, I keep, I keep thinking about that phrase you use where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. When I see you talk, you talk about this a lot, mm -hmm. okay? And as a matter of fact, I'm a little startled, you know, with the bullet train that you dropped a few minutes ago. <laughs> I, I'm like, wow, this guy's so serious about, you know, you're almost like, uh, mm -hmm. almost like one of those oncology doctors who just tells you the way it is. You know, they don't, they don't. It's like I'm sure you sit down with these artists and they're they're a little yeah. bit shocked at what you tell yeah. them. Yeah, uh, you seem to place an extraordinary focus on fully developed strategy for your artist. I see that Jonas Group Entertainment uh, looks innovative for certain and and that your team is working on management, publishing, and marketing. Are, are there just certain things that you like to see fully developed with every artist or do, do, you know, do you have different expectations and planning strategy and where you go with an artist? Like, is it all different for each one of them? Absolutely, yeah. Um, and not, not only each one of them, but every aspect of the business that we're in. Um, there, there is a different strategy for acknowledging where it's coming in, um, what needs to be done, um, what uh, you know is within our control, what's beyond our control. But yeah, I, I, um, I, I appreciate the, the, the recognition of, uh, of what has been many years of effort. There, there, is, uh, there must be um, a strategy. There must be a plan. Um, and... Uh, although some are, are not uh, often up for um, just how methodical it may feel or seem at, at, at times, um, the plan works, um, the strategy works, um, and uh, um, it takes uh, uh, a village and then some um, to often pull these these things off, um, and, uh, and and yet has has been my uh, my experience. And my consistent success, and 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 those of many artists that that I've worked with that have employed, um, and even during the bridge between my my Disney um, uh, uh, career and and this new chapter, um, I was working with artists who who've literally seen 500 percent increases in just doing simple things. Wow, interesting. Just pull one little trigger here or something yep. over here, right? Yep. Oh, you know, really? like like making certain that uh, that your audience knows that you're releasing things, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no surprises. And oh, by the way, your core audience, which is typically your your family, your friends, that inner circle um, is is not the broader audience. And, and there's a different tactic and there's a different way that you have to approach that. 
um, and, and ways to grow upon that in, 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 in every aspect of the business. Now, Phil, the scariest part about getting to know you yeah. is that not only are you working with people that you use phrases like, well, I, you know, sometimes I wonder, is this a moment or is this a, I'm going to use the wrong words. I'm so out of touch here. Mm -hmm. uh, um, a medium range career. Is there, is it, how long is it going to be? What's it going to be like? And our goal is not even these things. Yeah. I mean, it's making my tongue hang out that you live in this environment and you're keen on it. Like you're into that phase, which is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I do want to thank you for showing up here and kind of letting us see and have a little bit of a backstage pass. We're going to let uh, some folks ask questions of the people on our panel. If they have them now is the time to do that. If you've got questions for our guest tonight, uh, please uh, raise the hand at the bottom. You see that. If you've not uh, hit that raise your hand button before, uh, you can do it now. Uh, you'll see the hand at the bottom of the screen on your iPhone or Android. Just hit that button and uh, we'll bring you up as a speaker and you can ask questions. Uh, I actually have uh, somebody I'm going to bring up here in just a second. We are recording this event for inclusion in the Encouragers podcast, uh, which will be available on iTunes, Spotify, and a few other a dozen platforms later this evening. Again, a big thank you goes to Joe Kelly, for producing our podcast associated with the Encouragers and Just Joe Productions for handling our audio footprint and the distribution of our podcast so you and others can listen to it anywhere you want to at any time, uh, both of our podcasts for our Monday night and our Wednesday night. Jesse Tech has showed up. And Jesse, do you have a question for somebody on our panel, sir? Uh, yeah, I have a question uh, for Scott, but uh, also I just want to say that I tuned in uh, sadly only 10 or 15 minutes ago and heard just the end of what Phil had to say and I'm beating myself up. I didn't hear the first part of it because it was fascinating. So, um, so great stuff. Uh, Scott, I just want to address uh, our mutual love for top of our IDs. Um, and Scott post about Scott, speaking of social media, I know we talk about this a lot uh, on our other encouragers podcast scott as a voice guy is great with social media uh so i wanted to compliment you on that and uh i just <laughs> i just love that top of our ids are something that you appreciate so much so anyway i just uh, i just wanted to compliment you on that and uh keep up all the good work and scott's been our voice guy uh full disclosure for uh 12 years now so uh, i don't think we're gonna make any changes anytime sorry scott didn't make mean to make you feel old but you do a great job yeah well i do feel old thanks jesse and and yeah thanks to you and grover for uh allowing me to play radio with you guys and yeah top of the hours are a big deal to me and and i still like the i like the big produce top of the hour i feel like it sets up um the experience for the listener um, and I, I don't know, maybe someone a lot smarter than I can tell me if those things really even make a big difference. But it's that aspect of show business that I just love about radio and, and building top of the hours that uh, build and hold and, and kick off of your power that comes right out of the top of the hour. It's just a whole lot of fun for me. 
I do think probably uh, Skip could address this. By the way, uh, before we go any further, I'd like to say that Jesse Tack does afternoons on B105 in Cincinnati. For those of you who do not know, he is also the co-host of our Monday event on the Encouragers. Skip, do you have a, a little piece of information for us about the big fancy top of the hour IDs? I do feel like there's a spirituality to really swaggering radio stations. How about you, sir? I mean, you know, I, I think that always um, it's just great to brand your station. I mean, you're coming out of usually when you hit those IDs, unless you, you know, depending on where your stop sets are placed very often, it's the first thing people hear coming out of commercials. And I, I think my big thing is I keep them short, uh, even if they're music menu type of presentations, which tend to be what, you know, BLS used over the last year or so. And we also alter them. Uh, we do away with the music menus when it's Christmas time, when we have our women's expo. So the idea is, uh, IDs, number one, sell the music in the morning show. And very often we'll have a just a line of what's actually going on, you know, all in a matter of a few seconds. So, yeah, it's, it, it really sets the tone uh, for your station. And very often, you know, as, as, as a youngster growing up, you know, that – Legal ID was everything. That's when I knew what what station I actually was listening to. If there were two or three top forties in the market, I, I couldn't wait to hear each one's legal ID, and 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 you know, it gave me a feel for what station actually you know is what it's about. Excellent. So I I have another question for Phil, and I'm going to give people uh, on this. Uh, event an opportunity if you want to raise your hand this is uh, this is your opportunity i'm going to ask this question and if we don't have questions after this we're going to wrap it up so phil um one of the things i'd like to know from you actually two things together is how much of your time do you spend focused on finding new talent and and here's a really interesting one that i think people would like to know how often do people recognize you and go hey um here's my demo or how can you make me famous, Phil? Uh, well, the, the, fir the first question is rather easy. Um, I, I spent a better part of actually every day, every waking moment looking for, for talent across various platforms, um, whether those are, are people that uh, um, have been pitched to me from uh, you know, various networks or individuals or even recommendations from, uh, from my daughter or her friends, whatever it may be. I listen to it all. Um, never know where uh, where you might find that uh, that that individual, um, that group, uh, whatever it may be. Um, yeah, the, the, the second question is um, uh, is answered by more often than I'd like. Um, um, that that uh, that that people um, do recognize part part of that is probably uh, social media. Part of that is the profile that I have within certain circles. Um, and it is, you know, in, in, in certain environments, pretty, um, pretty dangerous just, just as far as uh, the amount of outreach, the amount of, uh, of really, um, uh, I, I won't say bad, but uh, um, you can interpret it however you, you'd like, uh, questionable material um, or potential talent. Uh, <laughs> That uh, um, that that really makes the other part of it pretty easy. <laughs> because is, it, uh, is, is that is that not cool when people approach you somewhere? I mean, is oh, that, I don't mind. Yeah, I'm 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 good. I'm oh, I, really no kidding. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I like I said, I don't know where 
where the next big talent's going to come from. Um, and, and whether, you know, somebody approaches me with wherever, um, or it comes through the traditional, you know, means or, or routes, um, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, uh, I, I just, uh, and, and I also recognize the fact that just because it either does come to me or I get involved or don't get involved, isn't the end all be all, um, that, you know, there, there will be other paths that other folks take, um, that just because I didn't see it, just because it didn't, didn't, you know, strike me that someone else might not uh, pick it up and, and, uh, you know, on their watch, um, you know, make it, uh, make it the next big thing. Um, wow. if there, there is a, a reality to, um, you know, the, the business and into the world that, uh, um, that, uh, is a lot about, um, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of pieces of, uh, of a puzzle, um, and, um, you know, sort of the planets aligning and timing and all of that. Right. Absolutely. I, I yeah. am a little bit fascinated that in your world today, now, you might not appreciate me saying this, but yeah. you, you, these people are coming at you faster than ever because you have all these platforms that all you have to do is just open them up on your phone. Sure. Right? Yeah. So kind of fascinating. I do appreciate you spending this time with us. I want to thank, uh, thank Phil Verini from Jonas Group Entertainment and Scott Fisher. I want to thank you from Scott Fisher Productions. And we're not going to make him hawk his business again. By the way, that, <laughs> that wasn't his idea. That was our idea to mess with him. Amazing. He, he, by the way, he did really well, I thought. I also uh, want to thanks. thank I want, I want to thank Skip Dillard for creating this event and being an excellent co-host. Don't forget to come back Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern 4 p.m. Pacific for the Radio Rally and Wednesday, 7 p.m., 4 p.m. for um, our Innovation and Audio. You can get updates anytime on our guest schedules, which are always available in the free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com. Share the encouragers on Clubhouse with your radio and audio friends. And of course, next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Innovation and Audio. Join us for Steve Caldwell, PhD, professional coach, consultant, author, speaker, and disruptor. And also Jeremy Katz, partner of Above Below Marketing in New York City and the editorial director of Ogilvy. And you want you want to hear what these two gentlemen have to say. It's going to be a very fascinating conversation. Thank you for being a part of this live event. And thank you for being an encourager. Please remember this. Be kinder than you have to be. And good night.